Hello, everybody. We're moving on here in the Wisdom of Solomon into chapter 13 and 14. There's going to be some very fascinating things here about idolatry, etc. And uh, what are the effects of it and uh, the punishment of those that swear their oaths falsely by their idols. Chapter 13 Verse 1, it says, Surely vain are all men by nature who are ignorant of God and could not out of the good things that are seen know him that is. Neither by considering the works did they acknowledge the work master. In two, it says, but deemed either fire or wind or the swift air or the circle of the stars or the violent water or the lights of heaven to be the gods which govern the world. All right, folks, are we getting a picture here? What an expose of the occult is this and the world around us. Notice the circle of the stars. That's the real world, folks. That's real science. Not the humbug that you're given in school. The stars circle in perfect circles around the North Star, around the pancake of the Earth. That's the real map. Okay, they lie, they lie, they lie. He was a Nazi, right? Came over to the United States. And now he quit lying, right? Okay. And that's who you're going to believe? The Nazi, NASA Nazis? The limp-wristed people? M making their hand signs as they speak? <laughs> and their secret hand gestures? Their little handshakes? Notice here the stars are on the move. And this, this is idolatry right here. That's why they burn their victim in the fire. And I told you, Satan says, I'm the god of the wind. Yeah. Or of the swift air. That's it. The circle of the stars. They worship the heavenlies. We're warned about it. Astrology. And, uh, or the violent water or the lights of heaven to be gods which govern the world with whose beauty, if they being delighted, took them to be gods, little g, let them know how much better the Lord of them is. For the first author, capital A, of beauty hath created them. So, as it said in Romans, Deuteronomy talks about them worshiping the sun and the moon and the stars with the sacrifice in the grove. That's right. And they worship the host of heaven. Okay, they just do. All right, so that's exposed right here in your King James for you and me. In four, it says, but if they were astonished, uh, at the power and virtue, let them understand by them how much mightier is he, or he is, that made them. Okay. And that was Paul's complaint. 
Instead of worshiping the creator of the earth, they worship the earth. <laughs> and that's uh, a, a hopeless thorough of propaganda and lies and different uh, strokes in the occult to keep people mixed up, the names of the gods and all that. You don't have to memorize all that. We, we know the, um, the groundwork. We know the platform that it's on. We actually know from reading the Bible much more about the occult than they do. Yes, indeed, I had the, uh, the uh, prophetess there questioning me, okay? And I told, hey, listen, the three days of darkness in December, that's the winter solstice. That was based on flat earth. What's interesting today, the whole, the whole astrology thing was made because the, uh, from between the 30th degree on the round earth pancake between the 30 and 33rd degree that's where they changed the slice of the pie in astrology and they have names for it all it's called your sun sign and today this is how brainwashing works the people that are in astrology don't even realize that their whole doctrine it was based on flat earth and the north being in the center of a pancake Oh, boy, when I said that, I haven't heard a word since. No, I haven't. No, they don't want to hear that. See, that's what I mean. They get you to uh, get into the occult, and it makes you dumber by the day. You're seeking the wisdom. They tell you you're getting it. You go up in degrees, and you go up in stupidity at the same time. Yes, you do. And I tell you, your astrology was all, that's called your sun sign, because that's where the sun enters one phase to the other. Now, the, the uh, day of death, the three days of death, there in December, on the winter solstice, the, the, there's three dark days where the, the days don't get any longer, and then they start to get longer. And that's, that's what this occultist was questioning me over. And when I gave them the answer, they got angry at me, <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't even know your mythology was based on flat earth, <laughs> okay? So anyway, I don't make very many friends, do I? All right, it says, uh, in 5, it says, For by the greatness and beauty of the creatures, proportionably, the maker, capital M, of them is seen. So you can what? Get a picture of what God, his majesty is, okay? By looking at his creation. And certainly not through the fake scientist who's not a scientist, Darwin, who's really a theologian, because those people came out of that uh, Egyptian mystery school and they believe in controlling the masses. It has nothing to do with science. It has to do, theology has to do with the Machiavellian control of people. And Darwin, with his rich Galton Darwin family, they certainly used that. And, and now they got this science. It's education, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, in six, but yet for this, they are the less to be blamed for pre-adventure, air-seeking God, and desirous to find him. For being conversant in his works, they search him diligently, 
and believe their sight, because the things are beautiful that are seen. Howbeit, neither are they to be pardoned. So, close but no banana won't cut it. No one's going to say, well, you should have known Christ. You almost knew Christ at the end of time, are they? Either, either you love your maker or you don't. You have a relationship with Jesus or you don't. That's your problem out there if you don't. Have a relationship with the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God. For if they were able to know so much that they could aim at the world... How did they not sooner find out the Lord thereof? But miserable are they, and in dead things is their hope, who called them gods, which are the works of men's hands, gold and silver, to shew art in, and resemblances of beasts, or a stone good for nothing, the work of an ancient hand. So there is your craftsmanship, all right? And that includes worshiping the, uh, uh, the robotics. That's a bad one, okay? 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, it's odd if you believe it. Okay, but back to the uh, idolatry, the works of men's hands. In 11, it says, Now a carpenter that felleth timber, after he hath sawn down a tree, meat for the purpose, and taken off all the bark skillfully round about, and hath wrought in handsomely, and wrought it handsomely, and made a vessel thereof fit for the service of man's life. And after spending the refuse of his work to dress his meat, hath filled himself, and taken the very refuse among those which serve to no use, being a crooked piece of wood and full of knots, hath carved it diligently when he had nothing else to do. Now that's mocking. <laughs> and formed it by the skill of his understanding and fashioned it to the image of a man or made it like some vile beast, laying it over with vermilion and with paint, colored it red and covering every spot therein. Okay, notice the red now, folks. And when he had made a convenient, convenient room for it. So you got to have an idle room, folks. Like Tara did there in the book of Jaser, that's Abraham's dad. Had his room full of idols, one idol for each month. See, there's your astrology, but... 15, it says, and when he had made a convenient room for it, set it in a wall and made it fast with iron, for he provided for it that it might not fall, knowing that it was unable to help itself, for it is an image and hath need of help. 
Okay, then maketh he prayer for his goods, for his wife and his children, and is not ashamed to speak to that which hath no life. For health he calleth, calleth upon that which is weak. For life he prayeth to that which is dead. For aid humbly beseecheth, beseecheth that which hath least means to help. And for a good journey he asketh of that which cannot set a foot forward. 19. And for gaining and getting, and for good success of his hands, asketh ability to do of him that is most unable to do anything. Okay. And 14 goes on on the same subject. Um, and he's mocking pretty hard here with the stupidity, stupidity of it all. Okay, but the idols are uh, a lot, um, used in uh, today. The obelisk is the worst, most prevalent, and oldest idol known to man. In 14, verse 1, again, one preparing himself to sail and about to pass through the ra raging waves calleth upon a piece of wood more rotten than the vessel that carrieth him. Now you see how he is having a little light mocking here, isn't he? For verily desire of gain deviseth that, and the workman build it by his skill. But thy providence, O Father, governeth it. For thou hast made a way in the sea, and a safe path in the waves, shewing that thou canst save from all danger. Yea, though a man went to sea with art, without art. So he went to sea, capital S, without art, Nevertheless, thou wouldest not that the works of the, thy wisdom should be idle. And therefore do men commit their lives to a small piece of wood and passing through the rough sea in a weak vessel are saved. So that happens. You don't need one of their quote-unquote little g-gods. And in the middle of a big body of water, that's a good place to be humbled quick. Isn't it out there, table people? It says in 6, For in the old time also, when the proud giants perished, the hope of the world governed by thy hand escaped in a weak vessel and left to all ages a seed of generation. Okay, that's your bloodlines, folks. And notice here the giants. Okay, that's more of the science. <laughs> that is real science. That's real archaeology. Those are real bones that are dug up. Those are real monoliths and megaliths that are throughout the whole earth and under the ocean. That's the real archaeology that the uh, muckety-mucks with the Smithsonian Institute hid from the public. So why would you believe them 
about anything. But again, here's the Bible verifying these giants. All right? So everybody, believe what you want. But if you believe NASA, that's stupid. That's stupid. I like that. Stupid. <laughs> okay, and that's our generation. That's Noah and the eight people. And seven, it says, For blessed is the wood whereby righteousness cometh. But that which is made with hands is cursed uh, as well it as he that made it. He because he made it, and it because being, being corruptible, it was called God. Period. In nine, it says here, For the ungodly and his ungodliness are both alike hateful unto God, and that's Psalms 5, 5, according to the translators. Uh, Ten, it says, For that which is made shall be punished together with him that made it. How about that? Therefore, even upon the idols of the Gentiles shall there be a visitation. That's the day of the Lord, folks. Because in the the creature of God, they are become an abomination and stumbling blocks to the souls of men and a snare to the feet of the unwise. Is that not true? For the devising of idols was the beginning of spiritual fornication and the invention of them, the corruption of life. And that's where I say, hey, Look here, we went from word-based salvation, that's reading the word here with your sons and daughters, to a temple built with men's hands. It's holy in there, right? Faces the sunrise on the spring equinox, right? <laughs> Folks, the temple itself is an idol. Okay, that's, what, that's the fuzzy feeling they get. The six-sided room with a phallic symbol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 13. For neither were they from the beginning, neither shall they be forever. Goodbye, idolatry. In 14, it says, For by the vain glory of men they cut it, they entered into the world, and therefore shall they come shortly to an end. And if it was short back here in Solomon's time, Buddy, it's short now, okay? And it's going to get cast down. And all the people that love the occult religions of the world, religions, plural. For a father afflicted... Now, here you have the history of idolatry, according to uh, King Solomon. And I don't know. Uh, this is very fascinating. This is his take on how uh, this idolatry was started back old, old, old pre-flood, okay? 15, it says, For a father afflicted with untimely mourning, when he hath made an image of his child, soon taken away, now honored him as a god, which was then a dead man, and delivered to those that were under him ceremonies and sacrifices. Uh-huh. There we go. So, uh, again, this is the age of death here. They worship death. 
okay? And this child was taken away, and now he's a god. See, they believe that they're going to move on, and they're going to be reincarnated. And since they were so good with their New Age religion, they're coming back as a god. And here's the ceremonies and sacrifices, and we've been through all of that, what they do with that, their play act, with their, um, and I, again, I, I, I tell these people when they read these occult doctrines, they're only a teaching tool, like the ceremony is, and you go up in degrees, and these sacrifices I've been through, it's in, uh, normally innocent blood of some type, it's a fear-mongering, even the animals they do, they do it to them, they throw them in the fire alive, etc., and they feed on the fear, and the fallen angels feed on fear. Okay, so there's the ceremonies and sacrifices in 16. Thus, in process of time, an ungodly custom grown strong was kept as a law, and, a gra and graven images were worshipped by the commandments of kings. And those kings here, uh, this is tyrants, okay? Now, we got plenty of that in the Bible, plenty of that, and plenty of the saints that would not bow that knee. Okay, in 17, whom men could not honor in presence because they dwelt far off, they took the counterfeit of his visage from far and made an express image of a king whom they honored to the end that by this their forwardness they might flatter him that was absent as if he were present. Okay, so this is his take on the uh, tyrant causing the earth people to follow the masquerade, okay, of idolatry. 18. Also, the singular diligence of the artificer did help to set forward the ignorant to more superstition, or is that superstition, I mean, right? So here it is, ignorant superstition there in the number 18. That's done purposely by the translators. 19, for he, preadventure, willing to please one in authority, forced all his skill to make the resemblance of the best fashion. And so the multitude, allured by the grace of the work, took him now for a god, little g, which a, a little before was but a honored, was but honored as a man. Okay? We get that okay there? Huh? Okay. The table people said they heard that. 21. And this was an occasion to deceive the world for men serving either calamity or tyranny did ascribe unto stones and stocks the incommunicable incommunicate incommunicable name. And that's the name of God, capital N. All right. So, notice here the calamity. See, that's what I say. They, they, 
and they will cause their own calamities, like 911, like the Rostag building, like the wars they start, uh, this uh, Oklahoma City bombing. All that was to have the calamity for trauma-based programming. And the other way is to have some dictator like the Antichrist or even back there with Nebuchadnezzar who said, when you hear the music, everyone fall down and worship his image. If you look at the measurements of it, it was all occult numerology. Yes, it was, but not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They wouldn't bend and they would not bow. And they had Jesus Christ in that furnace changed the law of the tyrant, did they not? The incommunicable name. 22, moreover, this was not enough for them that they erred in the knowledge of God, but whereas they lived in the great war of ignorance, those so great plagues called they peace. How about that? How about that for upside-downness? So this is jumping off the pages, isn't it? We got to make war to have peace, don't we? Okay, and notice here, I love this. It's, they lived in the great war of ignorance. Is that not what we're up against here today? Now, what else are we up against? And this has not changed one bit when it comes to their ceremonies. For whilst they slew their children in sacrifices or used secret ceremonies or made revilings or made revelings, okay, made revelings of strange rites. Buddy, that is, that is a good description of their religion that's the new age right here let's read it again for whilst they slew their children in sacrifices or used secret ceremonies or made revelings of strange rites they kept neither lives nor marriages any longer undefiled but either one slew another traitorously or grieved him by adultery. Well, they say in Jaser there in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, they didn't care one bit. Whether it was their daughter, their wives, they had, uh, what was it, four times a year they met out there in the valley and had their giant orgy that does what? It attracts the fallen angels. See, fear and ungodly sex attracts these demonically charged spirits. It just does. And that's, that's what this is all about being described here. 25. So that there reigned in all men, without exception, blood, manslaughter, theft, dissimulation, corruption, unfaithfulness, tumults, perjury, disquieting of good men, Forgetfulness of good turns, defiling of souls, changing of kind, disorder in marriages, adultery, and shameless uncleanliness, or uncleanness, I mean. 
Now, this uh, changing in kind, that's another thing. They're trying to mess up your genetics for you. And there's no worse way of doing it than to mate with the fallen angels, okay? We've been through all that. That is one of the big goals of this ungodly religion that we are discussing here in the Wisdom of Solomon. Uncleanness for the worshiping of idols not to be named is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. Did you just hear that? The end of evil. Well, how's that coming out? Well, this uh, false prophet's going to have them make an image there in Jerusalem that's going to talk to the world and cause everybody to take their mark or die. So there's going to be the majority of people, just like old grandma said, the people I know, they're going to get the mark of the beast. Okay? So that uh, this idol stuff here, it never went away. Never went away. But see, they, they don't call it that. They call it <laughs> something else. They just changed the name of it. It's word games to the occultist. Okay? But here we're in the end of time, as, as he's talking about this, that giant idol... Uh, televised to the world is uh, called the abomination that make it desolate the abomination that make it desolate and it's going to be part of this idolatry that is being described here in the wisdom of Solomon 27 for the the worshiping of idols not to be named is the beginning the cause and the end of all evil 28 or either they are mad when they be merry. That's not angry. That's crazy. So when they're having their uh, merriment, they're, they're mad. Or prophecy lies. That's the other end of the occultist. Or live unjustly. Yep. Or else lightly forswear themselves. 29. For in so much as the, their trust is in in idols which have no life though they swell, swear falsely yet they look not to be hurt <laughs> that's what they think that's what they think but that ain't the way it's going to be 30 it says how be it for both causes shall they be justly punished both because they thought not well of God giving heed unto idols, and also unjustly swore in deceit, despising holiness. And I went over that, how they use the power of the lie. The powers that be, the occultists that run the world, believe in the power of lies. So even if the truth serves them, they believe in using lies. So it has to be Brainwashing, trauma-based programming, ceremonial magic. It has to be done with falsehood because that's what they believe in. Last verse of the podcast here in 31. It says, for it is not the power of them by whom they swear, but it is the just vengeance of sinners that punisheth always the offense of the 
ungodly. So what does that mean? They brought it down on themselves. Okay. They brought down God's wrath on themselves with this idolatry here, folks. So this is this is a good expose of it. This is um this is, folks, going into all those different types of mystery religions because there's different flavors of this that we have here. But I'm telling you, beware of walking in there and uh, worshiping some idol. They do it. Oh, here's a, here's a statue to Mother Mary. Let's pray. So I've known a lot of people that used to do that when they were kids, but they came out of it. They don't keep doing it. They found out the truth, and they uh, got rid of it. And they're reading their Bible, and they're moving ahead. And that's what we all have to do. We can't look back at the old world that we had. We must look forward to the new Jerusalem. That's us, folks. Bye-bye.